Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right everyone i'd like to welcome you to the rowdy maglite show on saturday kyle road america what a finish for the qualifying for the cup series tomorrow yeah, Rowdy, it was a good end to it. Uh, Chase Briscoe had it uh, up until Chase Elliott knocked him off the pole. Uh, Chase Elliott on the pole for tomorrow's uh, quick, it was a quick fill 250. Uh, if I didn't get that right, I uh, apologize. Quick trip, uh, Chase... quick trip 250, Kyle. Quick trip 250. Okay. So a quick trip 250 at Road America. Chase Elliott on the pole for the race. Chase Briscoe second. Kyle Larson third, Tyler Reddick fourth, Austin Sandrick fifth, Michael McDowell sixth, Chris Buescher seventh, Alex Bowman eighth. A surprise, Joey Handed ninth for Rick Ware Racing, and Cole Custer rounded out the top ten. A few drivers running double duty today. Uh, Kyle Larson's one of them. He's on the pole for the Xfinity race, which is coming up at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on USA. Uh, Tyler Reddick running that number 48 car in the Xfinity series again. Uh Cole Custer running the 07 uh, in a partnership with SS Green Light Racing. He won at Fontana earlier in the season. So uh, got some double-duty drivers running that Road, Road America race, and uh, I know that will be coming up soon. I think that's going to be a good one as well. Kyle, I, I'm going to tell you, there's not a better place to watch a race. Uh, you can spend about 75% of your time sitting in a shade, and that does not happen in the oval tracks to get to the different, I think we were talking 14 different turns that NASCAR is going to be using this weekend. It is like going to a golf course where they're having a NASCAR race, basically. And, and, and you're on the outskirts of the course. Roddy, I like road courses. I never, I want to go to road America, but, uh, you know, I've been to Watkins Glen, which I always enjoy. Uh, so do my dad. He likes going there. Um, we had a good time last year uh, going there, uh, getting getting to see the Arkham Menard Series back there and also the NASCAR Camp World Truck Series return for the first time in 20 and 21 years. So uh, that was kind of interesting to see. Um, also, uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Series and also the main series, the Cup Series, uh, all four series there. Um, you know, this year's going to be a little different. Uh, trucks are not going to be back. It's just going to be ARCA, Xfinity, and Cup. August 19th to the 21st, 2022. So, um, Rowdy, I know Pocono's coming up uh, here in a few weeks. and getting ready for that one. Uh, the uh, the general tire delivers 200, uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern, Friday, July 22nd, on uh, FS1 and MRN. And, Rowdy, also the Saturday doubleheader at Pocono, the NASCAR Campbell Truck Series in noon Eastern. On, a, on Fox, uh, I just want to mention that Fox, the big Fox, and uh, the NASCAR Xfinity Series race on USA Network. It's 5 p.m. Eastern. So, got a busy weekend coming up. You know, the Pocono 400, the M&M Fan Appreciation 400, Saturday, July 24th at 3 p.m. Eastern on USA Network. So, um, yeah, we had an interesting qualifying session just now. Uh, Chase Elliott knocking Chase Briscoe off the pole. But I expect both of them are probably going to be contenders tomorrow. They're both good road course racers, and 
you know, Chase Briscoe, Rowdy, uh, you know, how, how fast and how much he, he's developed as a road course driver. Um, you know, being a dirt guy, um, seeing, you know, being at one of his first uh, ARCA starts on a road course in New Jersey Motorsports Park in May, 20, May 2016. So um, I know he learned a lot that day. Finished fourth. I mean, that, that's not bad for your first road course race. So, uh, But, uh, yeah, um, Christopher Bell was there, too. But, uh, Rowdy, I've, I've been taking in some sprint cars the last few nights, uh, Port Royal Wednesday night for night six of PA Speed Week, Grandview Speedway on Tuesday night for Thunder on the Hill Racing Series uh, for PA Speed Week Night 5. Uh, Rowdy, uh, Brent March right now is on a roll. He's won three three in a row, uh, going back to Wednesday night at Port Royal, Thursday night at Hagerstown, and last night at Williams Grove. Looking for a four-in-a-row tonight at Port Royal. 10000 to win for the Greg Hodnett Classic. And then tomorrow night, the Seals Grove finale, uh, $10,099 to win. So, Rowdy, that's wrapping up. Uh, Brent March right now has a comfortable lead over Anthony Macri who uh, had a bad night at Port Royal when his engine let go, and then he lost the points lead to Brent Marks. So uh, that's what's been going on, Rowdy. And, uh, you know, nice to, to see Bell and Larson show up, uh, Enrico Abreu, uh, some of the bigger stars coming to Port Royal and also to Grandview. Um, you know, I just want to mention one more thing, Rowdy, before I throw it back to you. Uh, Kyle Larson's Speed Week was a second at Lincoln Monday night. Uh, did not finish Tuesday night. Did not finish Wednesday night. Uh, just had the tire issues both nights. I think it was a rear axle on Tuesday night and then the tire on Wednesday. And then second again to Brent Marks at Hagerstown on Thursday night. So uh, two seconds of Brent Marks and uh, two DNFs for Kyle Larson uh, through his quick stop through Pennsylvania. Um, goes out, wins the pole for the Xfinity race today at 2.30 Eastern at Road America on USA Network. And then, uh, you know, qualifies third in the cup car. Um, ran good last year at Road America until he got hit by his teammate. Uh, Alex Bowman. So um, that was the week after Pocono last year, Rowdy. So uh, yeah, that was another quick turnaround for you. And uh, you know, uh, we're back at well, we're we're it's Road America weekend again. You know, it's good to have a show, kind of seeing what's going on and kind of kind of get everyone up up to date with everything. Well, start today at uh, 3:55 Eastern Time, Kyle. We'll have the Xfinity series, and hey, here you go. Seat time is everything, Kyle Larson. Snags the uh, pole for the Xfinity, Xfinity at Road America. That's right, Rowdy. Uh, you know, coming just in PA. Uh, and uh, you know, Kyle, I'm yeah. let, let, let's let's go ahead and listen to uh, Kyle. And we are now joined by the full setter for tomorrow's Henry 180 in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Kyle Larson driving that number 17 HendrickCars.com Chevrolet. Kyle, walk us through your qualifying laps today. Uh, yeah, it was good. Um, you know, the first run, uh, my goal was to hit my marks, and I and I didn't do that. So um, it was kind of good to do that because you know then I could you know, back off of that a little bit and just know that if I got through the corners okay, my car was gonna be fast enough that I could you know, have a shot at the pole. Didn't expect to be that much faster than the field, but um, you know, felt really good. So excited about tomorrow. My car felt amazing in race trim as well. So. Um, you know, hats off to the team for preparing a car for, for me to race this weekend to try and learn and, and better our efforts for Sunday. So um, definitely excited about it. Okay, we'll open the floor for questions. We'll start here with Dustin. Dustin Albino, GSP.com. Kyle, you haven't competed in the Xfinity Series in four years, obviously. Um, what's it like being back in the Xfinity Series? Yeah, it was, it was honestly surprising. Um, 
when I had read that it's been since I think 2018. So it uh, it doesn't feel that long ago. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Just uh, getting into the car, I guess. You know, the driving stuff is is whatever. It's just like the visuals um, of the tack and the gauges. It's a different you know style dash than what I was even used to uh, when I was racing Xfinity for Ganassi. So. Um, just the little things like that, it's hard to ad adjust to at first, but um, once you're out there, it, it kind of all becomes natural, and, and it's just a, another stock car at that point. How much attention have you paid to the Terry Lizzo running lately? Uh, I honestly ha probably haven't paid enough attention. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know, you know really how to answer that question, um, but I'm looking forward to competing with, with you know, a lot of the, the young up-and-comers. Um, as I'm sure they're looking forward to compete with me also. So uh, it should be a lot of fun this weekend and, and for the you know, couple others that I get to run the rest of the year. Go next to Bob. Hi, Bob. Bob with Fox Sports. Um, you had at least 19 laps in the cup side and seven of the last nine races. I'm just curious, though, do you feel like some of those have kind of slipped away from you as far as wins, or do you feel like you guys are just a little bit off or it wasn't 100%? You, you find your way up front at some point. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, there was definitely a couple that, you know, we we almost won that you know, slipped away. They're late, you know, Kansas and, and Charlotte. Um, but I don't really feel like that was. I, I feel like in both of those, we kind of you know, performed at a very, you know, great level and 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 honestly a little bit better than you know what we should have. And and that's just a, a testament to our team. Um, and how, how strong we are. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like, as, as I'm sure everybody does, I feel like we're really close um, to being to being good and, and you're leading even more laps and challenging for even more wins. So, um, you know, the cars are developing each week. You know, everybody's you know, refining their stuff and setups and getting better. And um, we just gotta keep, keep working really hard. Um, no, I mean, I, I haven't been frustrated yet. Um, I think I understand that the season we had last year is hard to repeat, especially going into a, a season with a new car and, and all that. So um, that's probably, I'm sure if, if we were in last year's car and I was sitting here with the same stats, yeah, I'd probably be frustrated. But um, I think with, with having the understanding that we you know, have a new car and, and all that and pit stops and everything, um, you know, that helps kind of forget about the success, I guess, of last year. Um, and yeah, and too, I, I think nobody's been dominating. So um, everybody's pretty much been inconsistent at some point throughout a race I every week. So um, just got to find some consistency, and I feel like that's where you'll stand out um, across the field. Go next to Dave and then to Dustin Moore. Given how different the cars have become between these two series, um, what do you gain tomorrow that's, that's going to help? Uh, I think for me, um, and I don't know yet until I get out there tomorrow, but I think for me just getting more laps and you know, figuring out your angles of what works, what doesn't work, um, you know, the shapes of the corners, stuff like that to try and 
just go faster and, and you know, be better. Um, yeah, I, I imagine you know, our breaking points will be much deeper tomorrow just with the – it seems like this year compared to last year's car, the cup cars can break a lot deeper into the corner. So, um, you know, that might take some getting used to at first. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely think it doesn't hurt to get more laps, um, especially on the same racetrack. Hindsight being 2020, would you have been better off doing this a year ago? Um, I don't know. I mean, who's to who's to say? I guess you know. I the reason why I'm I picked this one, especially. Um, well, I pick them because it just works out for my my schedule and stuff. But I picked this one because I've only raced here twice, and I've not. I don't really, re I don't remember at all the race I ran here in 2013, and and I don't remember being like that fast. Um, and then the Cup race last year, this was probably our worst, our worst road course we had of the season. So um, that's why it was important for me to get to run this race and just try and learn something every lap. Dustin, Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Kyle, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, after last weekend's race, I think you made the reference of maybe just kind of need to clean a few things up uh, in terms of, I guess, maybe working with Kevin because that was the first time working with him with Cliff out. You have Cliff, you have uh, you have Kevin here working with the Xfinity car crew, giving double duty, just like you this weekend. What do you feel like, if I, if I remember that what you said correctly, what do you feel like you need to clean up? If there's anything in terms of working with him, and how can this weekend help toward that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember those exact comments because I, I don't really, I don't really. I felt like everything went pretty smooth as far as on my end on that. Um, you know, the radio stuff and all that was was smooth. So I, I don't know. I, I maybe was talking about something else. I can't remember. Um, but, <laughs> but no, it is, it is good. I mean, it, uh, you know, it was an unfortunate circumstance that we're, you know, Cliff is suspended for four weeks. But you know, it kind of falls at it. If it's going to happen, it falls at a good time where I, you know, doing this race also with Kevin. So, um, just getting more familiar with him. Not, not that I feel like I'm super easy to work with, and uh, I feel like I can work with anybody. Um, so it's not hard for me to adjust to different crew chiefs and stuff. But you just, um, I guess, just being familiar with the the tone of voice and stuff on the radio is is important to me. I know the car is always going to be fast when I hit the track, but it's just the 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 voice that you know Cliff is Cliff is Cliff. And uh, you know he, there's nobody like him on a, on a on a pit box. You know, especially when it comes when he talks to you on the radio. So, just uh, I guess maybe just getting familiar with that end of things. And, and certainly people will look at the last road course race and say, okay, well, for as strong as you were and successful until the wheels came off, that they w the expectation would maybe that it carries over to this place. Is that really the case? Because that's a technical slow course. This is a faster course, and if you kind of reference the inconsistency of everybody or is much from is there much from Sonoma that you can take and feel good about going into this weekend uh, based off how you did in Sonoma I don't know um, I don't I don't it's hard to say because I mean last year we dominated Sonoma like extremely good and and we weren't great here so um, I don't know I mean I, I'm sure on the car side of things there's things that, that they learn from it but um, I don't know. I I've raced a lot at Sonoma, and I haven't raced here much. So I mean, and yes, the two don't really compare. So it's hard to uh, hard to judge off of Sonoma for this place, probably. Steve? 
they seem pretty seamless. Your Kennedy car, I mean, in this series. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't really know, like, what all went into the logistics of fielding a Hendrick Motorsports car. I know they probably had some help from Junior Motorsports and stuff like that. Um, but I, I don't know the extent of it. You know, I can only speak from my vantage point, and um, everything's been smooth. Um, you know, I went and sat in the car once last week, and it fit first try, and I showed up today and sat in again to make sure nothing changed, and, <laughs> and it, it fit fine again. So uh, radios worked fine. So that's that's the stuff that, like, I worry about when I go to run a, a car that I am not, you know, I haven't ran before, and everything's been smooth so far. So, um, but we haven't raced yet. So, um, but I, I have no doubt that, you know, the the depth of talent that Hendrick Motorsports has, that it's going to be, you know, performing at a high level. Um, all the mechanics do. Um, so yeah, it should be should be easy going. Thank you. Do we have any additional questions for Kyle, or Bob, or let's go to Dustin and then to Bob. Um, I know that with the the car number and the paint scheme, it's it's a, as much a tribute to Ricky. And obviously, you know, you never got to meet Ricky. And I'm curious when you're driving a car that certainly has significance to the team, the organization, the owner, but you don't have as much of that relationship or had that relationship. How is there? How do you feel? Is there anything extra on your weight, on your shoulders, or and and? And how much do you know Ricky, or how do you try to learn a, a little bit more about Ricky since you never got the chance to, to, to meet him? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I obviously, yeah, I, d I never got the chance to meet Ricky, but I've, you know, heard lots of stories. Um, you know, when we were on vacation last year, we watched uh, that uh, kind of documentary they had that Hendrick came out with, you know, years back, um, kind of talking about all. So I could kind of learn a little bit about him and, and his family and, and Rick and Linda even more watching that. So that 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 was good. Um, and then I think for me, you know, having children myself, um, you know, makes me running this car, you know, much more important just because I, I can't imagine, you know, losing one of my children and, and what that would, you know, do to me. So um, and, and talking to Rick on the phone a few different times, he is so excited about you know, seeing this paint scheme and number on on the racetrack. So uh, I hope to see him here this weekend. I know he's he's trying hard to get here, um, and and we have a good shot to win. So I, I did tell him that uh, it does add some more pressure to you driving this car because you know how you know, special it is to to their family and and to Hendrick Motorsports as a whole. Bob something similar because I was talking to one of your crew members and Lisa and she you know talking about Ricky and the number of people who are working on the car this weekend there's some who did work with Ricky so mm -hmm. I was curious if you had if any of them had mentioned anything to you yet I know you're pretty much quick in <laughs> yeah no I, I hadn't I hadn't I hadn't uh, you know, heard of that but that's really neat and I think that just adds to the you know this race or these races that we're running with this car and um, it, it being you know, special for everybody at, at the race shop and, and anybody who's ever, you know, had a relationship with Ricky or, or worked at Hendrick Motorsports in the past. So, um, 
when when I heard that we were gonna you know, have I knew that we would have this paint scheme because it's Rick and um, you know he's flipping the bill for it. But when I heard that uh, it was gonna be that number and and paying tribute to Ricky, I think it just made everybody really excited and it was just the you know perfect thing to do. Any additional questions? I do have one final one, Kyle. This week came out that you've been nominated for an ESPY for Driver of the Year against Max Verstappen, Alex Pillow, Steve Torrance. How cool is that to be included in that group and to be up for that honor? Yeah, I I um I was you know, shocked. I mean, yeah, I was shocked to see it. I guess I'd kind of forgotten about you know an ESPY award or anything like that. And and I it's you know now been we're in July, so like I'd forgotten about it. Um, but when I read that, I was like, wow, that's really, really cool and, and, a, and a great honor. And I know there's been a lot of NASCAR drivers to win the award. So uh, my fingers are crossed that uh, I could win win that because I think that would be <clears throat> that would definitely be one of the, you know, coolest awards. I think I, I could I mean, just being nominated alone is uh, is a is a great honor. But if I was to win it and and beat a, you know, F1 world champion, as well as the other the other champions like that would be just a a great honor like i said so we'll see i hope uh max had a great year as well as everybody else so hopefully hopefully mine hopefully they consider my dirt wins as well (laughs) because if you factor in my dirt wins then it then it uh That'll give me a better shot. Well, fans can cast their votes now, so they can they can okay. help you get there. I'm That's sure my good. mom's been voting nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> good deal. Congratulations. Good luck tomorrow. Kyle, I would say that he uh, is well deserved of that award, and it, they got to count those dirt tracks because hey, he's entertained a lot of folks that would not see him ordinarily. Kyle, wouldn't you say? Yeah, right. Anytime you have the NASCAR stars come down to the short tracks, I think that's a big deal. Um, if you see them up and cl- up close and get personal, uh, I think that's very important. Um, yeah, I, I think the dirt ones are very impressive. I know Max Verstappen did have a very good way to end the year past in Lewis Hamilton the last lap at Abu Dhabi. But, uh, yeah, Rowdy, um, you know, that was impressive. You know, Larson, I mean, look at Kyle Larson's comeback. You know, I know he's. Run, I don't know if he's going to win the race or not. You know, gets a good pit stop, gets the lead, drives away uh, far enough to get the win in the championship. So, uh, you, you know, that five team definitely proved that they are championship contenders and they are championship material. So, uh, you know, I, I think they're. You know, they're still going to be good. Um, you know, they're starting third on Sunday. Uh, Larson has the pole today for the Xfinity race, uh, and I'll just go over the top ten quick. Uh, you have Kyle Larson on the on the pole with Ty Gibbs on the front row. Mm-hmm. Uh, third was H- Riley Herbst in the 98. Uh, fourth, Cole Custer driving the 07 car. Fifth was Sam Mayer, who had a very good run, Rowdy. Uh, good run, you know, leading ju- uh, junior motorsports. Uh, just remember the 17 to Hendrick uh, effort, not a junior motorsports effort. Sixth was Sheldon Creed. Seventh, Noah Gregson. Sammy Smith, eighth, qualifying eighth for his Xfinity Series debut. Uh, Tyler Reddick, ninth, another double dipper, and Austin Hill rounding out the top ten. Uh, three DNQs, uh, Ryan Vargas, J.J. Yaley, and Dexter Bean. I was hoping Dexter would have made the race. Um, you know, made one of his cups start to Pocono back in 2009. Uh, finished second one year uh, to uh, Chad McCombie at Pocono in the ARCA race. Actually, was one of, it was actually my, my first ARCA race back in five years, Rowdy, uh, June 2007. And, 
yeah, I um, was hoping maybe he'd make the race, but unfortunately uh, it didn't work out. So, uh, Rowdy, I'm looking forward to the Henry 180. That's coming up soon. And uh, not much else going on. Just, uh, you know, we have cup qualifying wrapped up, practice. Uh, like I said, we had some surprises. Cody Weir was fast. Joey Hand was really quick. You know, he qualified ninth for the race. So uh, a lot of good storylines. Um, I know uh, there's no Arkham and Art Series racing. For the main series this week, uh, the Arca West Series running at Irwindale Speedway tonight. Uh, Landon Lewis getting the call to uh, drive the number 16 Napa Chevrolet for Bill McAnally Racing. So, um, for the rest of the season, that was some pretty big news that came out, um, you know, after winning that race earlier in the year and now getting the ride at, at Bill McAnally Racing, Austin Herzog out. So, um, interested to see how Mid-Ohio is going to go next week. Um, Rowdy, we saw some news. Justin Marks, co-owner of Trackhouse Racing, going to be running the number 41 Nice Motorsports Chevy Silverado in the truck race at Mid-Ohio. Um, remember, Arkham Menard Series is also going to be there as well. So uh, a lot of racing coming up in the next couple weeks. Uh, there's still two nights of PA Speed Week left. Uh, the Greg Hodnett Classic, Saturday today, July 2nd, 10,000 to win. And then uh, to wrap it up, the uh, the, the finale at Seal and the Girls, $10,099 to win. Uh, and then they will be crowning a, 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 speed, a PA Speed Week title champion. So uh, there's that. And then, uh, you know, we have the fourth coming up. Uh, there is a rain date for that race um, for the fourth for Fields Grove. And, Rowdy, uh, we won't be on the air Monday night, but we will be on the air Tuesday night, uh, 710 Eastern. We'll have Jeff Ulrich from Seals Grove Speedway calling in to talk about the race, um, how things at Seals Grove have been going. And then uh, at 730, we'll have a long-awaited Connor Mosack on the show, uh, ARCA driver, who will we'll talk a little bit about Mid-Ohio. I know he's scheduled to run there and run Pocono. Um, and Watkins Glen Rowdy, so a lot, a few races already on the schedule. So uh, I'm not sure if he's at Road America this weekend or not. Trans Am was also around with the uh, NASCAR Xfinity. Actually, they're running after the NASCAR Xfinity Series race today. The Trans Am, they'll, they'll be on track. So yeah, uh, yeah. You sometimes you get a lot of guys and girls who go over there. Um, they run that series as well. So um, interested to see how that 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 practice and extra track time is going to pay off and. Um, yeah, I don't know, Rowdy. I know you and I have been talking about that Xfinity race before we uh, we wanted Joey Hand. Uh, you know, it could be Kyle Larson dominating the race. You know, he had seven tenths on to get the qualifying. I know that doesn't mean a whole lot. It should it should equal itself out, but uh, it's pretty impressive, Rowdy. You know, especially when you don't have a lot of time to work on your race car. So, um, yeah, the 17 starting out front. Kyle Larson's first Xfinity race since Bristol Motor Speedway in August 2018, which he won, by the way. So, uh, yeah, Larson's back on uh, P1 with the future probably of the sport, Ty Gibbs, on the front row. So, uh going to be an interesting race for Audi. I think Cole Custer's going to be also a factor. I know he's been fast. Uh, so, uh, looking forward to that. You know, see how A.J. Allmendinger does from the back. Um, I know he's he's won there before. So, and actually in cart, a uh, champ car. So, uh, yeah, we have that. And, uh, yeah, Rowdy, uh, we still got some races to look forward to. Um, I don't know what your schedule is looking like. Maybe we get back, get you to the racetrack at, at some point here soon. Uh, Kyle, that's my plan, man. I, I've just been busy trying to make August happen <laughs> in the last of July. So uh, let's go ahead and play Joey Hand. We talked about him earlier. What a, what a qualifying! I, thought, I mean, there was for a moment, Kyle. We thought he was going to grab it. 
Joining us for the first of two calls today is Joey Hand, driver of the number 15 Ford Pro Ford Mustang, driving for Rick Ware Racing this weekend at Road America. And uh, Joey, going to be your third start uh, of the NASCAR Cup Series season as the road course driver for RWR. And you've got Ford Pro on the car. Does that add a little pressure when you're not only just driving a Mustang, but you got Ford and you got Ford Pro on the hood as well? Uh, well, I never thought about it until you said it. No, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, I think for me, it's, it's pretty cool to have Ford on the car, uh, you know, for me, especially with all the history with Ford and, um, you know, getting to know the Ford family, Bill and Etzel and Henry. And, um, you know, I, I, I enjoy it. I think it's a great looking car. They've, they've done me right on all the liveries. We've had some pretty cool ones this year so far. So, um, no, it doesn't, doesn't really, doesn't change anything for me. I know that the, I know what the plan is always, always the plan is to go forward, be at the front. So no problem for me there. Uh-huh. Nice to have Ford pro, you know, there's a couple, yeah, I've been lucky. I had the, the Ford, past visa on there and we had uh ford for the builders last week or last couple weeks ago and now ford pro and a couple you know a cool initiative from ford and uh we'll see what i get next time all right we got some questions that lined up here let's start with rob go ahead rob your first up today with joey thanks dan and thanks for joining us today joey really appreciate it no problem for a cup yeah so for my first question obviously we're heading to road america which is a very unique and long road course of course so given your experiences at these types of tracks, what do you expect out of this venue, especially with the next-gen car? Uh, well, I mean, first of all, this is my favorite racetrack in all the world. You know, I've been fortunate to race around the world in different cars and different tracks, and uh, this is number one for me. And people ask me all the time, what's your favorite track? Road America. Easy. It's the best lap in racing. I mean, if you do any sim stuff or anything, you know, uh, even on a sim lap, it's fun, a practice lap, a race lap. Uh, everything is fun at Road America as far as doing laps. And I think the track races really well. So I think um, compared to the tracks we've seen so far, Coda and Sonoma, Coda, you know, you had some passing zones, but you had these big messes on the start up in turn one and turn 11, where you go six, seven, five to seven wide. And it just cre- created this massive funnel that was, it, it tore a lot of stuff up throughout the race, including me. Um, and then you get to Sonoma and you can't pass hardly at all. Super low grip. You know, it's my home track and all, but it's, it was a tough one. I mean, when you got in line, you were just, you know, I, I had at the end of the race, you know, they're like, you're as fast as leaders, you're top five times, but we were trying to get from 20, you know, 30th to 20th. And, you know, you just, you weren't just, you just couldn't pick people off really fast. But I think road America on the other hand is going to be, you know, there's, there's at least four passing zones per lap at least um like clean versions let's put it that way right there's probably two other dirty ones uh so to make six for the whole lap but um i i just think it's going to produce good racing i mean you know you get 90 degree corners leading on to long straightaways um you get draft you get big break zones where you can outbreak somebody and i, I think you're just going to see a, a, a lot of passing personally um you know as far as the next gen car versus the gen 6 car last year you know the brakes are bigger um, you know, they could, they stay a little cooler. I think, I think they're going to be able to be, I think there'd be optimum we're all going to find out there's going to be hard on brakes this race, but I think it'd be optimum for most of the race. You'll be able to be pretty hard on them. Um, and you know, I think the, the king of the late breaker is going to, going to show up right here, uh, at this one. So I don't know the cars, you know, what I've learned in the first two races, these cars are pretty strong. 
um, they're very strong actually. So like side to side contact, a little bit of rubbing is not a problem really at all. So, you know, you can get in there and get down the inside of somebody and they can, they can try and stop you from doing it, but there's not a lot you can do about it, you know? So, um, also nice thing about that I've learned about NASCAR racing is it, uh, well, it's good and bad depending on who you are and what the situation is, but you can run too wide a lot. And sometimes a lot of times you run three wide, but at this track, I think two wide is going to be the number as far as what's a uh, possibility. Um, but, uh, you know, you're not gonna have these big three wide situations where you're the guy in the middle, get crunched up or something like that. But I think two wide is going to happen. You can't, the reason I say that is because in sports cars, let's just say that when I go down to turn five in the brake zone and I do a pass and I'm inside somebody, pretty much the guy on the inside, that guy on the outside is going to concede because you just don't run too wide, right? It's just not the way it works. Uh, quickly did I gather that in cup, we run two and three and four wide, no matter what situation. Um, so, you know, you don't just have the corner when you get down inside somebody in turn five they're going to hold it around up to six. They might hold around all the way in around six and they might hold it all the way to the inside of seven and then you're in trouble again. So um, I think it's going to produce uh, the short answer. I think it's going to produce good racing. I'm, I'm completely sold about road America after what you just said to me and uh, make it seem like it's like there's a thunder rubbing his racing son uh, in this case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the thing, these cars you've seen that they will take a rub a lot better. Um, they actually take big hits a lot better. I, I, I tell you, I learned at Coda though, I don't, you don't want to, if you can help it, you know, at Coda, I'd start the back. And so I was trying to get my way through. We had pace to be running the front, but you got to go through a lot of people to get there. And so um, obviously you don't want to get tore up ever, but you know, I, I, I really put some effort into at Sonoma to keep my car clean throughout the first two stages so that, you know, I had a good car going to the last stage. Yeah, for sure. And I've noticed that, that you've really been very comfortable in the cup cars. My last question really is related about how uh, you've shown some comfort in that, that willingness to extend your elbows out there on the racetrack. I mean, compared to the sports cars, you've kind of touched upon it, but knowing the physicality involved in stock car racing and seeing more road course races in cup, is there a chance that maybe Joey Hand wants to race in cup full-time one day? <laughs> well, talk to Ford. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I think, you know, this is, well, let's put it this way. I mean, I probably was made for NASCAR. I'm probably just here a little bit too late, right? Like all my life, you know, the elbows out thing is, is, is kind of my style. So when I dropped into this thing, I'm like, yes, finally, we're doing what I do here. Let's go people. I like Rubin's race. And I like, you know, uh, I like throwing these passes down the inside and having somebody hang on the outside. I like doing to other people. Like, this is what I think that racing's all about. I mean, when it's all said and done, we are an entertainment sport, right? Like people come to the fence. When I was a kid, people came to the fence because I put on a show, you know, that's part of the reason why I'm here. And that's why people come to these races and watch on TV is because of the show. So, you know, these cars that, you know, NASCAR's done a good job of being able to make these things where we can throw it down the inside and outbreak somebody, but then not totally get it done and have them run around the outside and have these wheel to wheel racing. So, right in my wheelhouse, man. I got to tell you, um, you know, I think for me, I just need to get a little bit more comfortable with who I'm racing, you know, knowing who's, you know, who I have to deal with a little more, who's got a little more respect uh, for me possibly and who doesn't. And, you know, that uh, I'm learning pretty quickly on that. Um, would I go run an oval? Um, sure. Like I tell people, they're like, would you, would 
do you go do other races? I'm like, yeah, I'm just the right amount of brave and dumb to do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> well, thanks, Joey. Appreciate it. And the best of luck this weekend. Yeah, man. Thank you. Well, that was going to be my question, Joey, is how comfortable are you? I mean, you had two races this year with with this next-gen car, and you had one last year. But at what point do you feel like, okay, I know my competitors enough now to where I can kind of go at it and kind of know what I'm getting through? Well, I mean, I'll tell you, when I left Coda, when I dropped into Coda, I felt pretty decent on that big track. And uh, when I got to Sonoma after, you know, gosh, what was it, uh, 10 weeks off? It was two and a half months between Coda and, and Sonoma. I felt like fish out of water again. It was like, man, I, it didn't seem like that long, but it was a long time. And it gave these guys a lot of time to catch up. You know, when I dropped in Dakota, it was only the fifth race a year and nobody really had much time just shifting the car, whether it be an oval or not. Guys hadn't shifted. They haven't driven them. So the comfort level was all a little more equal going into snow. Everybody had a ton more time in the cars and you see, and you could see it. You know, I was, I was definitely playing catch up again from this point on, at least I have a lot shorter time between races. Um, I feel a lot, I feel a lot more comfortable going to road America. Like I'm like, I just drove the car a week ago, kind of. Right. So I feel good about that part of it, you know, driving with these guys, you know, I'm sure some of them know me from sports cars and know some of my history, but you're still just, you're a new guy. (laughs) You just get, you get new guys a lot. Let's put it that way. But at the same time, there's a lot of guys out there that I know well, you know, that I've raced with before or done stuff with before at other teams and other programs, or I'm currently doing stuff with. So, um, and you know, you, you recognize that really quickly, uh, it's just a handful of people. When you get back in that 20, 20th on back, you know, a lot of guys, including myself are desperate to get in the top 15 and it races like that. Right. And so when you got a bunch of good drivers, a little bit desperate, um, it, it creates, you know, some, some contact, let's put it that way. <laughs> so, um, but you know, like I said, it's, it's right in my wheelhouse. I love it. I, I really enjoy doing this NASCAR stuff. I hope I get to do it some more, uh, at least, you know, the road, the road races next year or something. I mean, I'll be down for it for sure. But, you know, first off we got these next four for me this year. And, um, and, uh, you know, I think, I honestly think, you know, we get it right. We roll out trailer good. We could, we could be a, we could be a threat here. All right, let's go to, uh, Bob Pockers. Hey, Bob. Hey, um, hey, Bob. Hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm curious. You know, Road America is such a long course at over four miles. How is that different than, you know, most of the NASCAR cars are used to Sonoma, Watkins Glen, and you now they've had a little bit of State Dakota, which is a little bit longer. But what is unique about a track that's that long? Well, I think it's. I mean, from the standpoint of driving the seat, you know, Sonoma was the most difficult physically. Uh, we were lucky it wasn't 100 degrees there. Um, but you don't have a lot of time to breathe. You don't have a lot of time to do anything. You, you can't let your guard down at all. At least at Road America, we'll have some time to breathe. I mean, you could almost take a drink of water. You know, you can, there's, there's time to think about it. Um, but again, like I said before, I just think that Road America is going to be probably the raciest track, for sure the raciest track we've seen so far, similar to Coda, but I think it's going to be a little bit more racy because of long straightaways um, and the big break zones and the way the corners come on, the corners that lead on the straightaways. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, like I said, the, it's a fun track. Everybody, most people seem to enjoy this track and look forward to going to road America. So, um, yeah, everybody has a good attitude about it, but, um, I think, you know, I think it's just going to be, you know, better racing. I mean, 
I don't know what else to say about, it, but I think I think you're gonna have I think you're gonna have some good shows. Bob, I don't know if you're done. I thought I saw you trying to talk there, but you are muted, so I don't know if uh, you got to follow Thank up you. or not. You're good. Let's go to Matthias. Hey, Matthias, how are you? Hello, Joey. I am Matthias Viana uh, from Argentina. My question is uh, to uh, uh, do due to your your background in Ensa, sport car, uh, GT, or endurance car uh, categories, which uh, which your expectations for Road America and where Road America is better than from better than uh, with Walking Land, Kota, and other circuits in USA? Well, uh... I understand that my expectations, I understand that part. I didn't understand the second part. Why? Uh, but my expectations are pretty high, to be honest. I mean, uh, it's a track I know really well. We spend a lot of time. Yeah, I've been racing this track since uh, 2005, 2006, somewhere in there, when I came to sports car racing. Actually, that's not even true. I, I raced here in Toy Atlantic back in uh, the Atlantic days in 2001. So I've been coming for a long time, and my my – I, I was telling these, uh, telling my guys, you know, I've won here a lot, uh, and the races I haven't won have been second or broke from leading. So I've had a lot of success here with the groups I've been with, and you know, anytime you have success at a racetrack, you all it always ups your your like level. So I like this one a lot, and you know, therefore my expectations are pretty high. I think, you know, what I've seen, obviously in Coda we had an issue in practice, didn't get to qualify, start the back. Um, Sonoma. Uh, just didn't get the speed quick enough. Um, but, you know, we were about a half a lap away from getting the top 10 shootout probably. We were really close to getting in, ended up qualifying 17th um, and ran pretty good and caught a bad yellow gas in the back again and worked our way back forward. So it's um, we've probably been better than we looked even in the first couple races. And I'm hoping that that better than we looked uh, looks good at this one. That's what I'm hoping for, that we look good. But um, I don't know. I couldn't understand your second part of your question. If you can re-say it, do you say why why is Road America better to me than Coda and Watkins Glen? Is that what you said? Yes. Uh, 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 why Road America is better than uh, with uh, Watkins Glen, Coda, and other circuits in USA? Yeah. Why is Road America? Well, why is okay? Why? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, is it better? I don't know. Do I like it better? Yes, I like it better. But, you know, again, it's one of those places that, you know, I have just a lot of time at the track. Uh, the Ford GT, when we when we ran that, we did, came here and tested for Le Mans prior to Le Mans. So we did a lot of laps here. We did fuel conserving uh, laps here uh, for Le Mans. We did all sorts of stuff. So, um, you know, Sonoma is my home track. And a lot of people are like, oh, you must have a lot of time there. The last time I raced Sonoma was 2006. My son was born. He's 16 years old now. So uh, when I got to Sonoma, it had been a while. So, um, you know, Coda, I had pretty good lap time on compared to other people. I, I'd been there a lot. Uh, Watkins Glen is one I've been to a lot. And, and I also enjoy Watkins Glen also. So um, I don't know that it's better. I think that I do believe, like I said before, that, that Road America will, will produce some of the best racing we'll see. Um, in the six road courses we do this year, I think it's going to it's going to be good racing. And for that, you know, I would say it's better. It's it's a good one for the fans. 
you know, it's a great place as a fan when you go to Road America, where it is, it's in the trees, it's in a super lush, nice part of the USA, uh, especially in the summertime. They have great cheese curds, bratwursts, uh, they have all this good food there. So, um, you know, it's a great experience for people at the track and at home, um, you know, I think you'll be able to just see good racing also. Thanks, Joey. Uh, have, have a luck in Royal America uh, this weekend. I do want to check. We had a couple people join late, so I do want to see if anybody's got a uh, follow-up question for Joey to raise your hand. Uh, Bob, I see you got your hand up. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, Joey, I don't know. Have you been to Road America this year? I guess they made some changes to the Johnsonville Bridge, and I think it might help with some sight lines in that area. So I was just curious if you if you're familiar at all with any of the changes have not and i did not know that actually the johnsonville bridge would be between turn three and five i think right yeah. they say between turns eight and nine. Oh yeah yeah that one. Oh, oh, really i didn't know that uh, i haven't been told that but that would be the entering it'd be entering the carousel did they take it out did they say they didn't take it out i think they just they just they did a, they said they did an upgrade to the bridge Oh. And I'm, and I believe it's, there's some sort of, it's hard, obviously not having seen it, it's hard, hard for me to oh. know, but I believe it helps with some of the sight lines with Getting the way the stock cars navigate it. Uh, it probably is. I, I think I remember that they were making it stronger. They had issues getting trucks into the cart track area. Um, I actually, my son raced the cart race the next weekend and it was the same last year. And one of the trucks got stuck on that bridge. So I think they were going to make it sturdier and wider. So it might have opened up. I could see. I bet what ha it, I bet you can see into the carousel better is what they're talking about. But I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it in real life. Okay, thank you. Yeah. All right, Joey. Uh, let's see. Rob's got a follow up. Go ahead, Rob. Thanks again, Dan. And actually, Joey, I just wanted to think about this one for you. So obviously, you've made, made making your cup efforts with uh, Rick Ware Racing. What are your impressions with? racing for this organization and helping them build upon their progress and efforts in cup. Well, I mean, it's fun to be, you know, uh, I, there's a multifaceted part of this for me, you know, first of all, you know, getting to know Rick Ware has been pretty awesome. I don't know how the guy does what he does with so many deals and so many things he's, he's taken care of. Um, you know, I, at, at Rick Ware, Robbie Benton, who's in charge there is the president. Uh, now he's, I know him from way back. My buddy, Justin Marks, used to drive for him when Justin came out here for the first time, moved to Charlotte. So, um, you know, I have somebody there that I know, so that's a good thing. And all the guys, the crew guys, it's it's very family-esque uh, with all the crew guys. So, you know, that's good for me. I'm That's the kind of style I like. Um, but, you know, a lot of the stuff I do is is even more than the the race stuff. You know, I do sim work and I – help out with Ford and do coaching with some of the other drivers and stuff like that. So it all works out. You know, it's nice that the, what's nice about the whole program is that I get to go when I'm helping in the sim or helping these guys, it's much better that I get to go drive and be able to say, you know, like, look, this is what I'm going to do in the sim and this is what I'm going to do out there. And then we can compare and contrast now instead of uh, just telling them what to do and then saying, good luck. And, and, you know, not knowing exactly how the car drives or whatever. So that's been the real benefit is, uh, is, is that part of it. But, you know, also just, you know, putting in my two cents between Rick Ware and, and Ford of, you know, of what the cars need 
uh, in this early stage of the next gen car and road course racing. You know, that's another part of what I'm doing here is, is giving some feedback. So, but, uh, so far so good. It's been fun. And I'm looking to, you know, I'm looking to, to put a shot in the arm of the Rick Ware deal and get, you know, I think we have, all, we have the potential to run up in the front and, uh, you know, I got a feeling that's all I'm going to say. I got a feeling. <laughs> well, we'll see how that feeling goes, but thanks again, man. Yeah. Thanks, bud. All right. Kyle, uh, not a bad day qualifying. So I, I'd say, uh, look for Joey hand to be leading somewhere on, on, on road at road America. Right. Yeah. Qualified a career best ninth in his first fourth cup start ever. So uh, not, not, a, not a bad performance. You know, the, those cars had a lot of speed in practice. Cody Ware too was up with sixth in his group. Uh, the same group as Joey hands. So, uh, yeah, some really interesting uh, things today. Again, Chase Elliott on the pole. Chase Briscoe joins him on the front row. The rest of the top ten goes Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick, Austin Sendrick, Michael McDowell, Chase, or excuse me, Chris Buescher, Alex Bowman, Joey Hand, as we mentioned, and Cole Custer, who was also running the Xfinity race today. So, uh, yeah, it was a good interview, I think, you know, having, having you know, more, more of a sports car guy on. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Looking forward to the races here in the next few weeks. And, uh, you know, they had the six-hour race last week at Watkins Glen. So a lot of road course racing. That's pretty, you know, eminent. So uh, good to see that. And, uh, you know, we'll see how that Road America races go this weekend. Well, I think everybody likes the road race, and it seems to be the rage now, Kyle. Uh, personally, being at it, I, I like it also. I mean, it's pretty neat. Uh, to watch them from different angles during the race instead of one spot. Yeah, you kind of kind of have to move around a little bit, but uh, yeah, Rowdy, it just seems like uh, you know um, there's a lot going on, and uh, looking forward to these races coming up: Pocono, uh, Watkins Glen. Uh, looking forward to those two. Um, hopefully we get to Watkins Glen. If not, maybe just Pocono. So, Rowdy, it's okay. You know, uh, just working on plans uh, for, you know, the upcoming weeks uh, for the Pocono race and just uh, kind of focusing all my attention on that now. So, um, now with PHB week wrapping up, uh, it's time to just focus on Pocono. going to try and get out to a race or two. I'm hoping, depending how my schedule goes, Rowdy, at work, uh, maybe I could I could get off on Tuesday. July 12th, go to the Super Dirt Car Series race at Big Diamond. I'd like to do that and hopefully probably be at the uh, Super Dirt Car Series race at Bloomsburg on Wednesday, July 13th. So um, that looks like those are those are some two possible races that are coming up. Uh, not Neither of them not that far, about an hour, 10, 15 minutes uh, driving. So uh, not too bad. Um, I have, you know, some bad news to share. Um, some tracks to postpone tonight. Grandview Speedway not racing. Baps Motor Speedway not racing. Um, just because of the impending weather, um, I think it's supposed to be some bad thunderstorms later on in the day. So uh, that's kind of what's going on there. So uh looks like Port Royal is a go. And uh, we're looking forward. That's going to be a good one today. 10,000 is the winner of the Greg Hodnett Classic. And, uh, you know, really a lot of stuff going on. And PA Speedway wrapping up, then we'll have some dirt stuff. Uh, maybe get to Seals Grove Speedway Tuesday, July 19th, their 76th anniversary race for the 410 Sprint Cars. Then, uh, you know, we go right into Pocono Week. Uh, World Outlaws at Port Royal. 
uh, Wednesday, July 20th, and also the uh, World of Outlaws are going to be visiting Williams Grove uh, Friday, July 22nd, Saturday, July 23rd. Uh, it's the same as Pocono NASCAR weekend, so uh, we'll see how that goes. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, and uh, we're you know, still working on some things, and uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. Well, Kyle, I'm, hey, we're in the full swing of things. Uh, a lot of racing going on. We want to wish everybody a happy 4th of July. And, you know, it's uh, time to be with family and remember what was sacrificed and how we got to the 4th of July. Uh, Kyle, what you got to close us out here for the night? Well, the evening. We're getting ready for the Xfinity race. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that Xfinity race. Uh, I got to work today, but uh, yeah, looking looking forward to, to watching some of it on the USA Network. Uh, Kyle Larson starting on the pole, Ty Gibbs starting alongside for the uh, the 180 mile race at Road America. Uh, 45 laps, 10, 20, and 45 of the stages. And uh, I don't know. I think it's gonna be a good race. There's gonna be a lot of strategy involved. Um, kind of like you were saying, you know, Kyle Larson can do some things. Maybe he can learn today for tomorrow. Uh, same deal with the other cup drivers running, Tyler Reddick, Cole Custer. Um, you know, I expect they're probably going to run good. And uh, PA Speedweek wrapping up. Brent Marks has won three in a row. Can he make it four in a row tonight at Port Royal? And he's also defending winner at Seals Grove uh, in that race on, set on Sunday night. So I'm um, really looking good for one of the hottest sprint car drivers in the country right now. And uh, really looking forward to hopefully getting to the racetrack before Pocono. Um, but like I said, I'll be my main focus here for the next few weeks and uh, getting ready for that event. And we'll be Thursday, uh, Tuesday night instead of Monday night. So uh, looking forward to that, Kyle. Yeah, it'll be a good one, Rowdy. I think, you know, we got Jeff Ulrich coming on, and we also got Connor Mosack coming on. So that should be a good show. We've been waiting on Connor. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, we got him. Everybody enjoy the 4th of July. And remember why we're here on the 4th of July. Take somebody racing. Kyle, great news. I hit that 10,000 on TikTok, man. Got 10,000 followers. If you're not on it, you're missing some really cool videos. Keep it up, Rowdy. All right, Kyle. Appreciate yours, man. Check out our TheRowdyMaglot.com. Kyle's got some... Videos of Port Royal, isn't that right, Kyle? Port Royal. Right, Rowdy, you're on the YouTube channel, my YouTube channel, Kyle Magda. Make sure you subscribe and uh, subscribe to Rowdy's channel as well. Hit that subscribe button. We're not charging Fourth of July weekend. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Rowdy.